Project here, amen, we're talking about uh, and been looking at the the end times, amen. We've been talking about the end times. I want to make sure it's looking, looking right. That's it. We got it. All right. All right. Good, good, good. Amen. At least we got something right. <laughs> Thank you, ushers, tonight. Amen. Thank you so much tonight. Tonight, we're going to have a little review tonight. Um, what have we spoken about so far? Tell me. Don't everybody speak at the same time. All right. We talked about the rapture. We're talking about the signs of the times, right? We started off in the book of First Timothy, and we talked about in the last days what will happen, right? We saw that there's some of the time, signs of the times. The moral signs was the breakdown of man's... Um, Morality, right? Breakdown of his morality. Uh, we've seen his depravity. We've seen all of that in there. And so basically what we're learning and what we're seeing is what the Bible is predicting to us. And we've seen it come to pass, right? So remember, uh, in 1932, when, 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 when they, when Israel was not a nation, amen. And, you know, scattered all over the world. Uh, And then to see them now as a nation that they have kept their language intact and all this other stuff. Imagine thinking about it then and then thinking about it now. Right. So back then they would say, oh, that's crazy. Right. You know, like, man, Israel ain't coming back together. Right. So that's one of the signs of the times that Israel will become a nation again. Amen. And so tonight we want to uh, get into the rest of the story. I want to, we're going to focus in tonight uh, on a, on a few things. Uh, and, and I, I thought I was talking about be ready. That's next week. We'll talk about be ready. Amen. I thought, is that what we were talking about? Aaliyah? Oh no, that's not what we're talking about. All right, so we're going to look at 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 tonight. Amen. That's what we're going to look at tonight. We're going to look at some principles here. So, first things first, we're going to look at our chart, of course. And and we see on our chart, this is the timeline, right? We know that we're living in the what age? So, these are the things that you've learned thus far, right? If you have not learned anything today, you've learned some this series. You've learned some things that can, why, first of all, let's talk about this. Why are we studying this? Let's let's just stop for a minute. Ask the question, why are we studying this? What's what's the point of this? What's the point of studying this? Say what? To be ready. All right. Be prepared. All right. For the return of Christ. Okay. So we're not, so we don't live in fear. We're not afraid of what's going on. We can, we can accept what's going on because it's what the Bible says would happen. Correct? Amen. Everybody can agree with that. All right. Anybody else? Get your heart right. How about get your life right? (laughs) Amen. Come on and help me somebody. Get your heart right. Get your life right. 
look at this subject not as something that's so a lot of people may may get a little confused as to the terminologies and 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 all that kind of stuff but listen don't get wrapped up into that what what you must understand is that everything that I'm showing you here is in the Bible if you read your Bible you will see this playing out okay and so we know that we're living in what's called the the church age, right? We know we're living in the church age. And in that church age, we understand that God is uh, dealing with us a certain kind of way in this time. Last week, we spent a bunch of hours, uh, minutes, talking about what? What did we talk about last week? No. No, no, we talked about the rapture, but we talked about something in spe- specifically that really can be a blessing to your Christian life. There you go. We talked about, that's why it's important to take notes. We talked about the Holy Spirit, right? That after the rapture, after the rapture is over, the seven years of tribulation. So what's to happen next? The rapture is coming next. The return of Christ to rapture up the church. And we said that the rapture represents uh, four, I believe it's, let me, let me, let me, let me, I'm, I'm learning, I'm learning, I'm learning how to do this thing. Right here, here's, here's it. There are five aspects of the rapture, right? And we talked about in the rapture, we have first the return of Christ in the air, not on earth. So Christ is not coming on earth but he's coming in the what in the air right second thing we talked about the rapture deals with is the what the resurrection the resurrection of who the resurrection of the saints from pentecost to the rapture okay so it represents five there's five aspects to the res- to the re- to rapture okay there's the return of christ there's the resurrection and then you have the what? So, so the Bible says that the dead in Christ will rise what? First. Okay? Then those who are here now alive will be caught up. So the word for rapture is the word what? To be snatched. Remember I told you? To be snatched away, to be caught up. Alright? Living believers... Hapazo, right, there you go. All right, okay, all right, Hapazo, Greek, all right. All right, we'll be caught up into the Lord's presence without experiencing physical death. So imagine, I want to, I want to be raptured. <laughs> Amen. How many want to be raptured? Amen. Now, 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 also, too, the reason we study this is so that you can be a witness. To the people around you, the people that you know who are not living for Christ. You see, you don't want to wait to get ready. Next week we'll deal with that. You want to be ready. Why do you want to be ready? Because the Bible says he will come like a thief in the night. You don't plan for a thief, do you? How many of you planning for the thief to come to your house tonight? You ain't planning for that, right? But think about that mentality. Think about that, that, even that scripture that says that, right? That 
he's going to come like a thief in the night. So therefore you don't know when the thief is going to come. So you what? You stay what? Ready. What do you do? You on, you put your alarm on. You got your two piece by your bed. I wish I had somebody. Some of you got baseball bats and things like that, but you're ready. That means you have what you need to be ready. Correct. And the reason we studied this is so that you and I will not just live our lives without any hope. There's a hope that we have. What's that hope? That Jesus is coming what? He's coming back, right? So here's the deal. We have the rapture, and then what do we have next? It's a reunion. It's a reunion with the Lord and all the other saints that have went on to be with the Lord. Your mama, your daddy, your cousin, all those people who have died and went to be with the Lord, it is a reunion, y'all. Amen. Are you with me? And here's what it is. Lastly, it's a what? It's a reassurance. So the rapture. So remember what I said. The, 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 the last thing to happen here or the next thing to happen on the stage of history. Amen. Is the resurrection. Amen. I'm sorry. The rapture of the church. First Thessalonians 4.13. And then at the rapture. Amen. We saw those five things, but then it is also, amen. It is also a time, amen, for rewards. It's almost also a time for what? Rewards. What does that mean? You and I will stand before God at what's called the Bema seat or the judgment seat of Christ. And we will be judged by God, for every word, thought, deed, action, everything you've done as a believer, you and I will be judged for that. Are you with me? So, here we go. So tonight, I want to talk about what the afterlife is about, right? The afterlife is about our hope. All right, and, and, and even in that, at the rapture, it gives us hope, but it's also, it frees us from slavery to the fear of death, even the fear of death, that we're not afraid of death. Why? Because we know what's coming next. If I don't rapture, then I'm going into the presence of God. There's the hope for the believer, okay, that you and I are going into the presence of God. Now, with so much killing going on, Okay, the signs of the times is what we saw earlier. Okay, but here's the deal. All right, we, we, the big word that we use for end times is the word eschatology. That's the study of last things. It's called eschatology. Okay, it's the study of last things. It is a thing. All right, and it's a thing that we study now. Let's look at what the scripture says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. It says, now as to the times and the epochs, brethren, we have no need for anything to be written to you. Okay? For you yourself know full well that the day of the Lord will come. What did I say earlier? Huh? 
I kind of, kind of got ahead of myself there, didn't I? Amen. Like a what? All right. Now, now let me, let me, let me tell you what an epoch is. It, it, it literally means an opportune time. It's an opportune time. Amen. Paul is writing to the church of Thessalonica and he's sharing with them about the times to come. Amen. He is telling them about the what? Times to come. If you back up for me to verse, uh, to chapter four, verse 13, this gives us hope. Look at verse 13 of chapter four. It says, brethren, we do not want you to be what? Uninformed about what? About what? Now, do you believe me? What does it say? What happens to those who die now in Christ? They're what? They're asleep. What does that mean? What does that mean? What does that mean they're asleep? That means that you and I will not experience what? Death. That the only thing we're going to feel when we die is no pain, but just we go to sleep. Amen. We think that we thought that maybe, maybe, maybe mama suffered with cancer. Maybe, maybe daddy died in a car accident or something like that. But if they're a believer, they will not feel the sting of death. He says, I do not want you to be uninformed. Let me tell you why. Because there were some teachers that crept into the church and was telling everybody that the rapture had already happened. Amen. And so Paul was writing to this church and look what he says. He says, I do not want you to be uninformed brethren about those who are asleep so that you will not what grieve as do the rest. What who have no hope. Are you with me now? Saints, I want to say this to you. This may not be an exciting subject to you. Okay. This may not be something that you're like, yeah. Okay. But what this subject does for me, it gives me hope. That listen, with all this killing, I saw they shot a guy at the at the gas station the other day like 17 times. I'm like, why would you try to kill a guy, sh- kill him like in that manner, right? And you're seeing it happen day after day. The young lady that from Houston, the traveling nurse that ran into that intersection trying to kill herself, okay? They're blaming on mental illness. You understand what I'm saying? But that's a spirit. You understand what I'm saying? There's a lot of things that you see happening today that it's magnifying itself right before our eyes. And guess what? We all have to die. Okay? But remember, as a believer, you will not experience the pain of death or the sting of death. Amen. Look what it says in verse 14. For if, and that if is very powerful. That's the first class condition. If we believe that Jesus died, imagine this is it. This is the gospel. Imagine this is all you had to believe and look at you now. <laughs> what a great deal. I, you see, I believe that many have tried to say that it takes more to become saved. That you got to speak in tongues. I went mentioned that last week. That you got to do this. That you got to receive some special anointing. But he said, but if, and it is true, we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will bring with him those who have fallen asleep in Jesus. 
For this we say to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord, uh, there it is, the reunion, will, will not precede those who have what? Fallen asleep. Now, I wanted to get the, a little glimpse at the context before I go back to five. Right? So you see what he's talking about. But what he's really dealing with next in chapter five now, in chapter five on the screen here, he's talking now about the day of the Lord. Now, you got to know that there is the, um, there is the return of the Lord and then there's the day of the Lord. Okay? There is, and it's a play on words, there is the end times and then there's the end of days. Okay? So th- it's a play on words, but I'll, sh- but, but it does mean something. Okay? Look what it says. It says, it says, for you yourself know what? Verse two, right here, first Thessalonians five and five. Uh, know you, for you yourself know full well that the day of the Lord will what? Will come what? He says, just like. A thief in the night. So imagine this. Imagine the day of the Lord happens. Hmm. And you're not ready. What does it, what do you have to do to be ready? If you believe Jesus died, was buried, and rose again from the dead, and you believe that in all, with all your heart, then you're not going to miss it, but he says it's coming. Now watch this. This word, when it says the Lord will come, okay, that is an imperative. In other words, he's saying that it's not if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. We don't know when it's going to happen, And if you've heard anyone stating or giving you a date when it will happen, they are a false teacher. Are you following me? He says the day of the Lord will come. It will come like what? Like a thief in the night. And look what he says next. He says that for you know yourself, you know full well. That's what Nosey, I'm highlighting it here on the screen here. For you, you yourself know full well. How did they know that? How did they know that? Paul was with them for a very short period of time. But what he did is he emphasized eschatology as part, as a critical part, like I'm doing tonight and been doing for the last four weeks or five weeks now. All right. A critical part of their learning for new Christians. Now imagine they were learning this back then. And they were saying back then that the day of the Lord will come, but they don't know when, but it's going to come like a thief of the night in the night. But he was emphasizing this because there were some people teaching that it already had happened. Now watch this. If you think that it's already happened, how are you going to live? So what Paul had to do was reemphasize this to them to say, listen, you got to know something. There are three major events to the day of the Lord. Three major events, okay? I gave you one, okay? Now, remember, the day of the Lord is not the rapture, all right? 
his return is the day of the Lord. And that day is a day of reckoning. That's the day of reconciling. That's the day where we come back with him to rule on earth. Now, some of you may have a problem with this. Hopefully you don't, but hopefully you get ready. All right? Remember, those who have not accepted Jesus Christ will not be raptured. Okay? Those, of, those people that are left behind here on earth during the seven years of tribulation. So what's coming after that? Tribulation is coming next. So the three major events on the stage of history to happen. Number one, the rapture. After the rapture, we have what? The tribulation.